When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Let's chat about the power struggle. You've probably all been in a power struggle. Maybe with a student, maybe with your own child, maybe with your spouse or significant other or your own parent. A power struggle is any situation where both people are unwilling to change their position or opinion. Nobody's backing down. These situations are hard. Because it feels like someone has to lose in that situation. And it feels like someone has to give in and neither person wants to. These situations often come with a lot of heightened emotion. These situations can escalate quickly. With power struggles, my biggest advice is avoid them. Stop them before they even start. Once you're in that power struggle, oh, it's rough. And there are definitely things you can do to alleviate that situation when you're in it. But for today, let's talk about how we can prevent it. Because I think we'd all be on board with that. Let's just not even have the power struggle. Well, easier said than done, right? But today, I'm going to talk about six strategies that you can utilize to help prevent the power struggle. And I think these strategies can be utilized, honestly, in a lot of different scenarios, whether that's with coworkers, your students, your children, your friends, because power struggles can come up everywhere. So let's jump in with my first strategy. The first strategy is pick your battles. Ask yourself, 
is this really a problem? You can avoid, I would say, a big percentage of potential power struggles by just this first strategy. Really think about why you're choosing to put your foot down on something. Think about if it's a problem for you or is it just a problem for the child? If it's only a problem for you, you're an adult. Get over it. I really struggle with picking my battles when it comes to my own kids with their clothing. I know some of you feel me on this. And my husband is way better at this than I am because he kind of lets them pick what they want to wear because it's not really a problem if they go to school in the same unicorn dress every two days. And he asks me all the time, why do you care? Who cares what they wear? And I'm like, I do. I care. I bought them all these dang cute clothes. I want them to wear it. But when it's a morning and we're on our way to daycare or school or whatever we've got to go to, and we're now in a you know, 45-minute standoff over the unicorn dress versus the shorts and the t-shirt, nobody's winning. So I try really hard to pick my battles with the clothing because it's really just a problem for me. When it comes to thinking about picking your battles, the behind-the-scenes thought that I have going on in my head is when I say no or when I say I want you to do this or I need you to do this, I only want to choose to do that very carefully because when I say no, you can't do this or yet you have to do this or this is what I need from you, I need to follow through on that because the more times that I say no, not right now or, you know, this is what you've got to do and then my daughter or a child or a client or a student is able to negotiate their way out of something, which happens pretty easily, Kids have now learned that, oh, that no doesn't really mean a no. That's like a maybe. So when your student is sitting at the reading group and saying, hey, can we just do, you know, three pages and then we'll have our break? And you're like, no, we got to get through five. Five is what we got to do. We're doing five today. And they're like, come on, come on. I just want iPad. I just want iPad. And you're like, all right, fine. Just get through two pages and we can do iPad. You're kind of putting your foot down and being like, we got to do five pages didn't mean anything. And that experience has taught that student that they shouldn't take the first offer. So if you have kids that get stuck in that negotiating or, you know, throw kind of have overreactions or big emotional responses and then we give in, be be thinking always from their perspective of what you've taught them in that moment. My second strategy Give lots and lots of opportunities for the student or the child to be in control. Our kids sometimes have very little control in their lives. Someone tells them when to wake up. Someone tells them what to go. Someone tells them what to eat for lunch, what to do, their schedule. They don't have that many times in their day to make choices. Sometimes I'll get people that email me or ask me like when we talk about functions of behavior, the function of this behavior just seems like it's to control. Is there a control function? Control is usually a combination of attention and escape. We want a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We basically just want things our way. Well, in those types of situations, I like to give kids a lot of of choices, a lot of opportunities for appropriate ways to be in control, to feel like you have power and you have the power over your own life. 
So embed a lot of choices. Do you want to use green pen or blue pen? Do you want to sit at this table or this table? Do you want to start with reading first or writing first? Again, picking those battles. I don't care if we use green pen and we do writing first. We're getting work done. This is awesome. This can help avoid power struggles because the student is having a lot of chances to be the one in control of what they're doing. Third strategy, say yes instead of saying no. And that doesn't mean you have to say yes to everything. You know, at 9.30 in the morning, Johnny's like, hey, can I have my Doritos for my lunch? And you're like, yes. Nope, that's not what I'm saying. But instead of saying, no, Johnny, you can't have your Doritos right now, saying, yes, Johnny, you can have your Doritos at lunchtime. So we're saying yes to the Doritos, but not at this time. If you get home from work and everyone's tired and we're about to eat dinner and your child says, hey, can we watch a show? Instead of saying, no, we can't watch a show right now, being like, yes, we can watch a show tomorrow night. Or yes, we can watch a show after dinner. Yes, after dinner, you can do something fun. So switching the narrative there, again, is going to help avoid that power struggle because you're giving the student or the child access to what they want, but just telling them that time frame of when it will happen. Strategy number four, model what you want to see. If you want to see your kids communicate, be respectful, ask for things politely, have nice manners, wait their turn, accept no gracefully, guess what? You got to be doing all of those things too. If you don't want your kids to overreact and snap and yell or be aggressive, then you shouldn't be acting that way. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So when you react instead of respond, and I know we've talked about that on the podcast before. So when you have an emotional reaction, something happens and you're, you know, you're like, don't run in the hall, slow down. And in that moment, it you know, feels good. You're like, I'm the teacher. I will tell you to walk in the hall. But you have not modeled what you want your kids to do. So you're, you're actually modeling what you don't want them to do. So when your students later are snapping at you or are snapping at their peers, It's because you have demonstrated that behavior for them. So be the model. Show them how you want them to communicate, how you want them to interact with their peers and with you, and be consistent about that with your team. Strategy five, give lots of transition warnings. A lot of times a power struggle can come from the transition between a preferred activity to an unpreferred activity. And I get it. I don't like stopping what I like doing either. If I have to turn off Real Housewives to go do the dishes, I'm not jazzed about that choice. But there are many times in our day and in our life where we will have to transition from something we like to do to something we don't really like to do. So when those transitions are inevitable and have to come, like leaving the playground, 
it's helpful to give a lot of transition warnings. So give statements of when the transition is coming of, hey, we have 10 more minutes on the playground. We've got five more minutes. We've got two more minutes, etc. That can be really helpful to show when that transition is coming. So it's not a surprise. If your kids struggle with receptive language processing or with understanding what those statements mean, when you say there's five more minutes, you may as well said five more hours. They don't understand that time interval yet. Utilize visuals. Head over to theautismhelper.com, search time and waiting visuals. I have all kinds of visuals that you can check out to show in a visual way when that transition is coming. Those little tools can be so helpful to avoid the power struggle that's triggered by that transition. Number six, don't punish the effort. When there is a small effort or movement in the right direction of what you've asked a child to do or what the expectations are, and they're moving in that direction, maybe they haven't fully completed the activity or the task or the demand, we want reinforcement to happen then. Anything less than positive is not okay. Anything neutral, anything negative, anything sarcastic or condescending, it's not the time or the place. So if you've asked students to come to the table for morning circle time and it takes Johnny a little bit to get there, maybe there's a few negative behaviors that happen, but he does come and sit down. Maybe his binder's not open yet. An inappropriate response here would be like, oh, finally Johnny joins us. You are punishing the response of Johnny sitting at that table. You're giving a negative reaction for something that you asked him to do. Yeah, he didn't do it perfectly, but we want to provide reinforcement for the effort. Because when you do that, when you give something in a response that's condescending or negative or sarcastic like that, now Johnny's thinking, well, why bother? I, I, di- I eventually did what she wanted me to do, and now nothing great happens. Next time, I'm not even going to bother coming to the table. This can happen even the same way with just neutral statements. If you're like, okay, you did your work. Well, that took a lot of effort for Johnny to do his work. So provide some praise and provide some reinforcement, even when there's just that successive approximation towards the behavior you want to see, still add that reinforcement there. Okay, so those are my six tips. With avoiding power struggles, the overarching tip that's going to go with all of the strategies I shared is you need your whole team on board. So for my teachers, you need your paraprofessionals to be, you know, doing these same strategies as well. For parents, you need your spouse and your siblings and babysitters to be doing the same thing. We want to avoid the power struggle at all times, not just with you or just at home. We want to get everyone on board on following through on these strategies. And some of these strategies aren't brand new. They might just be little tweaks to what you're doing already. But some of these little tweaks can have big results on avoiding a power struggle that could include some pretty nasty negative behavior. So instead of having to kind of sort through what to do in that situation, follow these strategies to try to avoid it altogether.
If you would have told me a few years ago that my favorite part of my job is getting up in front of sometimes a few hundred people and giving a presentation on data or behavior academics, I would have thought you were crazy. I did not always like public speaking. Actually, to be totally honest, public speaking was something I used to be pretty afraid of. But now it's literally my favorite part of my job. I love being in a room of my people, of the special ed world, teachers and parents and clinicians, and everyone that's on the front lines that's working so hard for our students to give them the best opportunities and the best classroom experience. I love being in a room of everyone that understands how hard this job can be, but also how amazing it is and how important those little victories are on a daily basis. When I do a PD, my goal is to bring value. I want to bring action items, ideas and strategies that you can do tomorrow in your classroom. I have sat through too many professional developments that either didn't apply to me or were too hypothetical and philosophical, and my special ed heart always wanted to know, what do I do next? What do I do tomorrow? If you are interested in learning more about how I can come to your school to do a professional development, please visit theautismhelper.com backslash speaking. There's a contact form as well as a lot of information about all of the different sessions I give. I'm happy to answer any questions and work with your school district. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum, Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.